Late Night Council is a production of Council Communications. This is Late Night Council. This is bigger. This is very big. There's definitely something here. Apparently, it's a big deal. It's all over the news. It's a real thing. A radio signal from another world. John Council. That's my grandpa. Well, your story is very compelling. Your chance to make history. That's pretty cool, I guess. Give it to me straight. John, you're in charge. Yeah, I, I'm not just playing music. It, it's late night council tonight. It's Ask the Pastor. But the father of rock and roll died yesterday. And I want you to kick this around. I don't want to take any calls on this yet because I, I've got a special guest who's already on hold waiting to come on. But where do you think Chuck Berry is right now? I mean, really. I mean, even people who, you know, don't believe that, you know, are not of the Christian faith still believe in life after death. Most do. Where do you think he is right now? Anyway, kick that around. I don't want to talk about that right now, though, because I have a very, very special. And, you know, if you're real good, I might bring back Chuck just to, you know, cheer you up a little bit. Okay, we'll see. Uh, I have uh, on the phone with me a, a really good buddy of mine. And uh, um, Terry Orchard has uh, been on my program before uh, online. Since we've gone online, he's been on. And uh, uh, when I was on the previous radio station, he was on before. Real dear friend, wonderful man. I love the guy. Uh, Terry, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Uh, are you a Chuck Berry fan, Terry? I Go ahead. Like be honest. Do if you don't like him, that's all right. <laughs> One or two of his songs. One or two of his songs. Quite, quite now, now, Terry, I don't have you on to talk Chuck Berry tonight. The reason I have Terry on, no. and I, I, I need to explain it to uh, people that don't frequent um, Late Night Council, the Facebook page, okay? Because, I mean, you can get a hold of us in all certain different types of ways. You can get a hold of us online, at on Twitter, at JW Council, uh, on Facebook, just Late Night Council on, on uh, Facebook. You can email me, JC, at Late Night Council, and uh, you can call. I'll give out the phone numbers in a second here. But um, one of the ways that people love communicating with me and with other people that listen to this radio show and, uh, uh, you know, kind of hang out with me and, and do the things and, and are connected with me with the things that I do in the city of Ottawa is through Facebook. Now, Terry Orchard, who is the pastor of Britannia Baptist Church here in Ottawa. Easy to find if you want to Google Terry Orchard, Britannia Baptist Church. You'll find him there. He's been there for years, done an amazing work in that, you know, uh, 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 difficult neighborhood here in Ottawa. But Terry has been posting on the Late Night Council Facebook page for the last, oh, about a month, Terry, you figure now? At least. Yeah, about a month. And, and, uh, uh, 
his postings are getting five times as much reaction as anything I'm putting up there or anybody else is putting up there. And I've actually had people saying, why are you letting this guy do this? You know, who is he? And I keep telling them what he's posting about is incredibly important and everybody needs to know it. And I am delighted, Terry, that so many people are reacting to what you're posting on the Late Night Council Facebook page why don't you tell them what you've been posting and why it's so important? First of all, I'd like people to have pens and paper. Pens and paper. On hand because there may be, may be some things that I'm bringing up that would be good for them to write down. Okay. Um, I've been posting um, on the site um, articles related to uh, Islamophobia and the Motion 103 uh, that uh, could be voted on uh, this Wednesday in Parliament. So it could uh, become law, in other words. Well, not yet. Um, the motion will be voted on on Wednesday to pass it on to a standing committee in, the, in Heritage Canada. That standing committee it will be mandated to come up with recommendations that will then come back to Parliament and those recommendations will probably be put into the form of a bill, which will then be voted on, and if passed, will become law. So it's on its way to becoming so law. The, the process. Now, tell people, nobody, yes, you, nobody wants to discriminate against Islam. You and I both have good relations with people of that faith. But M103 is not about just discrimination about Islam. I've been talking a little bit about it on the program here, Terry. Tell us why, whoa, this isn't everything that you think it is. We all want to be kind. We all want to love our neighbors and, and all that. But there's more to it than this. Tell us, tell us why you're really, really concerned and you want people to be concerned about this. A little bit of background stuff to deal with first. Uh, number one, the current Charter of Rights and Freedoms and the hate legislation that we have in force adequately protects all religious groups um, we do not need an additional motion or law covering that. Number two, uh, through the PMO's office, there has been in the past a release saying that uh, Muslims in general are the most persecuted group, religious group in the world. And also there has been talk that there have been rising numbers of incidents involving Muslims in Canada. Therefore, they are a more persecuted group. Counter points to those two points. Uh, if people do their research, the greatest number of episodes of persecution in the world are towards Christians. Within Canada itself, documented that um, episodes of hatred, discrimination, uh, are directed three to four times more toward the Jewish community than the Muslim community. Hmm. So I wanted to get those things out of the way first. Um, and that's a reality, and you've got that. That's that statement is easy to back up as well. Now, everything I say is not personal opinion. Everything I say tonight is backed up. It's in the public domain, mm -hmm. and I will be giving uh, names of groups people can look up themselves to to get more specific information. Okay. Um, the term Islamophobia relates to an irrational fear or hatred of Muslims that leads to discrimination or actual acts of harassment or violence. Um, it was originally um, promoted and pushed, uh, especially in the last number of years, 
by a group called the Muslim Brotherhood, who I call a stealth Islamist group, that from the very beginning of their establishment in Egypt in 1928, their goal has been to establish Sharia law and to see the establishment of a world caliphate, or in other words, a world Muslim order. And they have an alarming number of, uh, they, have a, they are connected in an alarming way to a number of government institutions here in Canada with, with incredible influence as well. If people are thinking, well, how does this relate to Motion 103 and Islamophobia? Um, presenting this as a background. Um, last year, late last year, there was an uh, online petition, uh, Petition E-411, which gained 70,000 signatures and came to the House of Commons and was voted on uh, by all parties in the House of Commons, uh, related, uh, a motion related to Islamophobia. Interesting background is that the person who pushed this motion, uh, Samir Majoub, he is the president of the Canadian Muslim Forum and a leader in the Muslim Association of Canada. Both these groups are front groups for the Muslim Brotherhood. Point one. After this um, petition went through Parliament, then there was Motion 103, um, which was presented by the uh, Liberal Muslim MP uh, Igra uh, Khalid. Okay, okay, Ter Terry, yeah. we've got the. Uh, we know how you know you know that uh, the, the history of it now, but the crucial thing well, is I'm that. Just mentioning this for, I'm mentioning it for a reason. If you just give me one. Okay, go ahead, because most Canadians they don't know what's going on here, and uh, you know. I, 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 People need to be aware of how this is going to how this is going to attack not just like uh, uh, you know it's, it's taking away people's right to, to to freedom of speech but it's it's pre preferring one religion over another, which is a clear which a point to, to I'm making a point to back that up. Yeah, go ahead, Terry. That brought forward and sponsored this motion. Uh, she, uh, her father, um, has had connections to ISNA. Uh, which is a Muslim group linked to the, to the Muslim Brotherhood, and she has worked as a communications uh, coordinator for a group called CAMP, Council Advancement of Muslim Professionals, and in uh, school also worked for a Muslim Student Association. Both of these groups were linked to the Muslim Brotherhood. So what I am saying in presenting this is who is really behind the push uh, for the criminalization of Islamophobia. I am saying that one of the prime pushers of this motion are the Muslim Brotherhood who want to see Sharia law come into the back door mm -hmm. in Canada through the criminalization of Islamophobia. Point number one. Point number two. Uh, our Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, has been pushing for Canada to get more power again within the United Nations. At the present time, within the United Nations, there is a, a group called the uh, OIC. It's a, an organization of 57 Muslim countries in the United Nations, um, led by Saudi Arabia, and they are pushing for anti-blasphemy laws, for anti-Islamophobic laws, to come into practice in all countries who are part of the United Nations. Yeah, and I think it be I can think it be argued pretty uh, pretty uh, uh, strongly that the UN has become one of the most anti-Semitic uh, uh, you know organizations in the world, and that organization you just uh, labeled probably the strongest lobbying force within the UN. 
Right, and it's not by coincidence that uh, our Prime Minister is lobbying for the criminalization of Islamophobia at the same time that Muslim groups within the UN are lobbying for countries to adopt uh, anti-Islamophobic legislation. Which goes right against the Western world's uh, uh, understanding of separation of church and state and uh, uh, you know, the freedoms that we hold so dearly, uh, particularly uh, freedom of association and freedom of speech and freedom of religion. These are all in jeopardy. And we do not want to see happen here what has happened in countries like France, Sweden. Um, within Sweden, the Muslim Brotherhood are trying to set up a, a, a parallel uh, society uh, based on Sharia law. It's gotten to the point where politicians in Sweden are now becoming more anti-Semitic. Uh, they're being careful as to what they say because of the growing influence of Islamists within Sweden. Um, there are no-go areas um, in Sweden and in other countries in Europe, in Traps, uh, a, a town in France. It's a no-go area that's been a town taken over by Islamists. So we can see the pattern of what has happened in Europe, and the Muslim Brotherhood are in 70 countries around the world. I, had, I, read, a, I, I read a stat two weeks ago that Stockholm, Sweden, has become the rape capital of Europe. They have had over 75 rapes take place in 2017 alone. Only two of them were committed by, uh, uh, by non-indigenous, uh, uh, you know, uh, like, I mean, uh, only two of them were committed by indigenous native Swedes. The rest were all people that have gotten to the country in the last year. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. And yet, and yet media is not reporting this. For media, it's, 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 it's media insane. Not only not reporting what's happening in Europe, they're not reporting what's happened, happening in Canada. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, the recent it, sexual it, assaults out in uh, out in uh, out in uh, uh, West Edmonton Mall uh, just a month ago. That's just one of them, and there's several that, that have taken place. A, a young teenage girl in a Fredericton High School that was assaulted by two young men who were Syrian refugees in the school who who weren't weren't even teenagers of that age, and she got assaulted. And the vice principal of the school basically said to her, we're not pursuing it further regarding these two young men because we want to be culturally sensitive. Now, uh, uh, Terry, want to put you on hold, okay? Mm-hmm. We've got people that want to talk to you already. They're online. Want to get in on this. And uh, we're going to go to the phones, mm-hmm. and hopefully we're going to be able to talk a little bit more about Terry Orchard. Terry Orchard is joining us. He's the pastor of Britannia Baptist Church. You can go to the Late Night Council Facebook page. If you go to the Late Night Council Facebook page, you'll see all of his postings that he's put up in the last month and, and all of the discussion that surrounds it. And uh, it's pretty hot stuff, and uh, not enough people are talking about this in Canada. Okay, and uh, we're going to be right back with Terry Orchard on Late Night Council. 343-700-4390 is the phone number if you want to call in the Capital Region. 343-700-4390. 844, that's one 562 is long distance. That's one 562 We're right back with Terry Orchard on Late Night Council. After this, stay with us.
So I'm reloading and taking a much-needed break with this here pre-recorded message. You can get a line right now while I'm doing that. 343-743-90. That's 343-743-90. That's uh, the Capital Region line. That's Ottawa, Gatineau, and close by. If you live far away, the toll-free line all across North America. 1-844-LNC is on. That's 1-844-562-4766. 1-844-562-4766. Our call service is automated. So you won't be talking to a live person until you're on air. Now, don't sweat that. Just follow the on-air prompts, and uh, you'll be fine. Trust me, you've handled this kind of technology before. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening to me right now. You can connect with us live at tuneinradio.com or Google Play or just click the Listen Live button at latenightcouncil.com. But, you know, chances are you've already done that. Just kind of a reminder. Council does not exist without advertisers. So if you want to buy time, email me at jc at latenightcouncil.com. And the rates are so cheap because, you know, we're just relaunching and getting things going again. You are going to absolutely love the rates. And, of course, your feedback is always welcome. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. And thanks for tuning in. We're back live in just a few seconds. So hang in there. Welcome back to Late Night Council. Terry Orchard is with me. And, uh, John? Yeah. Can I make two points before we run out of time? Uh, we're not running out of time. I mean, like, Terry, I'm not going to kick you off at the end of this segment here. We've gotten into this knee deep here, and I've got callers that want to talk. So if you could stay past 9 30, I'm great with you staying past 9 30. Is that good? Well, you know, write them down, write them down, because write them down because I, I got a caller here and I want to bring them on here and, and see what they're going to bring to it. Okay, and you might get a chance to make those uh, those points when the, uh, the the caller comes on. Are you good with that? Okay, I'm I, uh, I'm cool with that. Okay, let's see who we got here on uh, line forty eight here. Hello, you're on late night council. Who's this? Hello, you're on Late Night Council. Who's this? I'm a defense attorney from Copenhagen, Denmark. Say this again? 
I say I'm a defense attorney from Copenhagen, Denmark. And your name is? My name is Rasmus Paludan. Hi, Rasmus. Welcome to the program. Hi, how are you doing? Good. What, what, what have you got to say to Terry and myself on this topic here? What, uh, what, what do you want to talk about? Well, uh, I just wanted to bring you a, a local perspective because it seems to me that uh, what's going on in Sweden, uh, there's a lot of, of denial in, in the international media about what's actually happening. And you're calling uh, from Copenhagen. In Copenhagen, which is just... Yes, Copenhagen is just across the water from Sweden. Know exactly where it is. It's, it's very close. Okay, uh, and 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 actually, uh, the, the the third largest city in Sweden, Malmo, is just across the water as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and and what's going on in Malmo right now is that uh, uh, different uh, immigrate immigrant gangs, uh, mostly Arabs and Afghans and Pakistanis. They're, they're in gangs, and they're shooting and killing each other uh, all the time. Um, and so the local police has said, we, we don't have the resources to, to, uh, to, to deal with investigating all these murders, so help us, please. And then the other parts of Sweden are saying, well, we don't have the resources either. So it's not just seeing a rape capital of the world. It's actually seeing the whole justice system and the whole... Uh, law enforcement system breaking down within a matter of months. Yeah, the, the Western world has no idea how committed Islamists are to literally taking over, do they? No, they have no idea, and they don't have any idea of the of the pace either, and that's what's really terrifying. Terry, would you like to make a comment? Those are excellent points, and I agree 100% that the um, Western world is sleeping and is not aware of the danger at all. So, and if uh, you're not, right if, now if, in if Denmark, it's... of course. Rasmus, are you there? Oh, yeah. I think, uh, unfortunately, when I'm talking from across the Atlantic, there's a bit of a delay, so I didn't want to interrupt anybody. No, no, that's fine. But Rasmus, I mean, the perception amongst those of us that really know what's going on, uh, the Islamist invasion of Europe, which is being sold as a refugee crisis, is 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 really it's been aided and abetted by you know uh, so-called tolerance and political correctness and everybody getting along. And uh, it seems like the political left doesn't have a hot clue what's going on here. And they've had their countries taken over in Europe, you know, uh, thinking that, you know, they were trying to help. Uh, uh, well, I mean, it's already happened here in Canada. We've got Islamists that are holding, you know, very high political positions all throughout the country here. And yet our, our, our media, our state-run media, and uh, most of our political commentators, they're not exposing this at all. not just the political left, because the traditional political right are not understanding anything either. It's only what people call the far right that are actually dealing with the issues here. But but what's happening in Canada, as far as I can tell, is also happening in Denmark, which is that uh, the traditional political uh, um, area, I mean, where most politicians are still at, which is what we call left and right, 
they're trying to, to push you in resolution 1618 in through the back door uh, through national legislation. So, in fact, they want uh, to appease the invaders by deciding that the, um, the Aborigines, the people who actually have lived in Denmark for hundreds of years, now have to abide by the, the, the rules of the invaders and are no longer allowed to criticize Islam. And I know this personally because a client of mine was actually charged a month ago with blasphemy because he burned the Quran in his backyard. In his backyard? Yes. He so his own Quran, and he'd read it, and then he burned it in his backyard, and then he was charged with blasphemy. So Canadians need to understand this is exactly the, the direction that Canada is going unless, you know, bills and motions like M103 are stopped in their tracks. And there's nobody in mainstream media in Canada that is pointing out the dangers of this. And people that are are labeled with all sorts of, you know, the name-calling of extreme right and all that. And, I mean, it's, it's got nothing to do with that. It's got everything to do with understanding what real freedom is. And, and a point I made was a key player in Europe and a key player here are the Muslim Brotherhood. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. One of many organizations that kind of like, you know, take on like a front name. But, we, you know, when you peel away the layers of political correctness, you find out that, whoa, these guys are up to a lot more than what we thought, you know, in the first place. Rasmus, how'd you find out about the show? I have uh, friends in, in Canada, and I also do uh, some videos on YouTube that are uh, syndicated on, on Canadian-based YouTube channels. Okay. And you told me that uh, you were dealing with very important issues uh, today, so maybe I should uh, call in to provide a, a local uh, view, because people just don't understand outside Europe what's actually happening. I mean, I have uh, friends in America that are Democrats, and, and I'm telling them people are being shot, they're being murdered in the streets. Boys, 15-year-old boys are being raped by Afghan men in the woods, and women are being raped all over Sweden. And then they're posting some kind of article to me saying, oh, no, you're wrong, because in this, this article says that it's not really that bad. And I'm saying, what are you talking about? I live here. I know what's going on. Yeah. Are you going to lecture me with articles from liberal media about what's actually happening? where I actually live? I mean, this is ridiculous. Rasmus, I want you to make note of my email address, jc at latenightcouncil.com. Okay, and I, and I want you to send me some of the links to your, your YouTube channel so we can, like, uh, we can retweet them and get them out for more Canadians to, to, to hear what you're saying. Excellent. Okay. Well, thank you for having me on. Well, appreciate having you on. And uh, taking uh, taking advantage of uh, you know this crazy technology we've got uh, available to us here, uh, Rasmus, who's an attorney in uh, in Denmark. Thank you for calling in. And when he sends me those links, when uh, I get a hold of them, I will be putting them out on uh, on uh, uh, the Twitter feed and on on the Late Night Council Facebook page, and you'll be able to see them and hear them. And uh, I did not know he was calling in. Did you know he was calling in, Terry? That was not a planned call. I mean, I'm just I think it's very fortunate that uh, you know he was able to call in like that. Have you ever heard of that guy before? Very, very good. Terry had, you, Terry, had you heard of that guy before? Did you know who he was before he called in? No, I haven't. Yeah, no. yeah. No. no so very fortunate he called in. Terry, we got we got to take a, a bit of a breather here. Now, unfortunately, Terry, I didn't get to prep you before you came on the air with me. It's not like standard radio. You and I cannot kibitz. 
you know, and we can't yak while we're uh, doing an information break. But you reload on your end, and I'm going to reload on my end, and I'm going to put a tune on here that we're going to uh, uh, take a bit of a breather. And then when we come back, and you can get a line because we got free lines, 343-700-4390. It is Ask the Pastor on uh, Late Night Council like it is on every Sunday night. Uh, this is an issue, and the reason I'm bringing it on, some of you may think, well, that's a little political for an Ask the Pastor type show, uh, John. Folks, you don't realize, you do not realize how your religious freedoms are could be gone in five years. And M1, oh, less than that, three years. M103, M103 is the start of surrendering freedoms that we've held dear since Confederation in this country to you know nefarious elements that are not they are not who they appear to be and this is not all just like you know let's hold hands sing kumbaya and everybody get along it's far far more dangerous than that Terry Orchard has done a, an incredible job uh, uh, championing this on the Late Night Council Facebook page, and we're going to hear more from him, and hopefully we're going to hear a little bit uh, uh, from you as well. And uh, in the meantime, we're just going to let our light shine, and uh, yeah, we'll be back in just a few minutes after this tune. Stay with us. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of
Welcome back to Late Night Council. Now, just before we bring uh, Terry back on, I mean, he's, he's there, but uh, I got a couple emails here, and our buddy James emailed and uh, said that Rasmus, the Danish lawyer that called in, I guess James knows him, and his client that he talked about when he called, his client is the first person in Denmark to be charged with blasphemy in over 40 years. 40 years. And uh, Rita, I got your email from Australia. Thank you for that. And uh, and Rita writes in, says, I've seen the videos of this Danish attorney car. He's absolutely brave and went into the so-called unreal no-go zones at the peril of his own security. He is not Jewish, but he wore a, a kippah or a yarmulke to see the reactions. And further to my first emails, yeah, I got your first email, Rita. It's a little bit, you know, a little bit harsh for reading, but I appreciate you listening from Australia. And uh, uh, we're right with you with this whole, uh, you know, and I don't like to, you know, call it a battle. But, boy, you know, people, you don't understand how precious your freedoms are. You don't understand, you know, like, uh, if you, I mean, our, our grandfathers died for a reason, okay? And, and it's too bad that the generation that we have in Canada, Canada that's uh, ruling now doesn't understand that. Terry, are you there? Now, Terry, I'm sure that you like that last tune a little bit better than the last one, right? I mentioned about people having their um, uh, pens and pens and papers. Mm-hmm. Go for it. And there are there are three groups, uh, especially in Canada, that track uh, the activities of Islamists. Okay. And uh, I will give you the names of them. People can write it down. They can Google. They can visit the website. Go for it. One is called Jeff. One's called Jihad Watch. Jihad Watch, I've heard of that. Yeah, Jihad Watch. Jihad Watch. The second is called Point, P-O-I-N-T, D-E, and then B-A-S-C-U-L-E. Okay, give me that second one, Point. Give me the second one again. Point, D, Point, D, D-E, and the last third one word is B-A-S-C-U-L-E. B-A-S? C-U-L-A, bascula. Yep. So those are three key words. Now, are, uh, now are there dot coms on the edge of every one of those, uh, on the end of every one of those uh, terms you've just given me, or what? What I would advise is people Google. So just Google those words. Jihad watch, point, duh. In other words, point with the D-E at the end of it. And bascula, B-A-S-C-U-L-A. Gotcha. B-A-S-C-U-L-E. Now, how'd you hear about them? How'd you hear about them? Third one. I'll just get to the third one. Okay. The third one is T-S-E-C. T-S-E-C. T-S as in Sam? Yes, E-C. T-S-E-C. And what does that stand for? For terrorism and, and It stands for Terrorism and Security Experts of Canada. Terrorism and Security Experts of Canada. Yep. Gotcha. Now, how'd you hear about these organizations, Terry? Terry, how'd you hear about these organizations? Many years ago in my past history, I worked for a library. Okay. So I am good at searching, I'm good <laughs> at searching out information. Pre-internet era. Yes. And, and, and you know, and I tell people, I mean, if, if people, if people want to get started, Terry, people. You probably have some, you probably have some American listeners on. There's also a group from the States called Counter Jihad. Counter Jihad. Okay. 
Now, uh, and if people want to get a good head start, and of course, you know, what you've just given us is great, but go to the Late Night Council Facebook page because, uh, Terry, you have posted so much stuff there that, uh, uh, you know, uh, it's a good start for people to know what's really, really going on. And I think, and you know, from the reaction and the, uh, you know, what people are saying on the Facebook page, Terry, it must surprise you how little people know about this and how nobody's talking about it. It's it's absolutely, it, it's scandalous. Terry, we got another call here. I want to bring him on here, see who we got on the line. Who we got on line 78 here? Who is this? It is it is James. James, how you doing, buddy? Good to have you on. Uh, I'm doing great. This is such an important topic. Well, yeah. Your, your guest actually has, has been hitting bullseye after bullseye after bullseye. So I really just called in maybe to augment some of what he said, if that's okay. Go for it. Have you been reading his, te- his uh, posts on uh, the Late Night Council Facebook page? Actually, I, I have to be honest with you. I don't go to Facebook very often. Okay, I, we'll I, forgive I you for that, James, because you've, James, we'll forgive you for that because you've earned a sterling reputation on the program here, and we can trust your stuff. So what do you want to contribute to it tonight? Well, I'd like to just start with the last thing he said and move backwards to the first. Um, first of all, yeah, it's called Plan de School. It's a French name. Oh, Pointe point de Bascule. Okay, Bascule. Uh, his okay. name is Marc Lavouille. Eh? Pointe de Bascule? Is it, is, it, is it B-A-S-C-U-L-A or B-U-S-C-U-L-E? E. E. Okay, Pointe de Bascule. It's an echo, yeah. Okay. And I, I think it's .ca, actually. Pointe de Bascule.ca. It might be .org. But, and it's a guy who runs it. Let me just say, uh, his name is Mark. He's, his work is absolutely meticulous. It, is all, it all passes the lawyer test. Like, everything he writes there... That you, a person, if they feel that they need to make it included in the report, know can know that 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 point of school's material has been caref- so carefully done that it's you can go ahead and do it. There's no danger of any kind of lawsuit, or else he'd be in court all day, all night, every day. And you know, and, and you know, there, you know, information is solid. You know, there are people right. waiting to sue at the drop of a hat over this issue too. Well, lawfare, lawfare is one of the weapons of Islamic groups all across the world to make sure that. Grit, this is moving me back to where I eventually I want to get back to what you and uh, your guest and Rasmus were talking about too. So the other site was jihadwatch.org. Uh, that's Robert Spencer's site, and Robert Spencer actually was a professional advisor to various very high-level institutions in the states on matters of Islam and Islam as a threat doctrine. And of course, once the the Marxist and, and Muslims teamed up, and Obama got elected, then he be, he had to basically go straight to the public. Now. Uh, Jihad Watch is an exceptional site, and Robert Spencer came to Ottawa to speak actually a year or so ago, and those videos are up on YouTube. If somebody wants to know more about Jihad Watch, uh, Robert Spencer, who is the director of Jihad Watch, and he's he actually has basically memorized the Quran and a great deal of other Islamic literature, and he's never lost a debate with an imam or with an Islamic scholar. They just don't debate him now because they know they're going to lose because a certain amount of Islam requires deceiving the unbeliever, and he cannot be deceived. Mm-hmm. But if you go to YouTube and you search for Robert Spencer in Ottawa and Robert Spencer in Montreal, you'll see the speeches that he gave here. Now, back to this, you know, Rasmus called and he mentioned that that he is he's a, he's a lawyer for the first blasphemy case in Denmark for over 40 years, right? Mm-hmm. I just read your email before you came on. Just, yes. Now, the thing is that it is tied into M103 because, you know, your guest mentioned that the, the big, actually, the Organization of Islamic Cooperation, or the OIC, is the biggest supranational uh, organization in the world after the UN itself, right? It is 57 
nations, almost all of them Muslim, but I think also like Cuba, I think is in there. Other totalitarian despots are in there, right? Mm-hmm. So, and the Palestinian territories. But it is it is basically an entirely Islamic organiz- supranational organization which runs the United Nations because when you have a voting bloc that big, you get your way, right? Mm-hmm. Plus the oil money. The guy who's the head of it, at least last time I looked, was actually a Turk, isn't a, isn't a guru or something. But it's Saudi oil money definitely also is propelling it, okay? Now, the OIC has a resolution in front of the UN, which was signed off by Hillary Clinton, among other people, called UN Resolution 1618, 1618. Yeah, Rasmus was talking about that. Rasmus was talking about that. Yes. Yes. Now, the reason I'm saying all these, these sound like disparate facts, but 1618 specifically was asking the United Nations to make all member states have laws that criminalize criticism of Islam, that each that we could all have our own flavor of it, but that that criticism of Islam has to be made criminal and by this year. Now, we see in Denmark all of a sudden. Now, this guy burned a Koran, but you know, there's been many blasphemous acts in Denmark. Uh, there was an artist that put a Koran, I think, in a in a, a wood shredder, a wood chipper, and other things have happened. But suddenly, this guy who burned his own property in his own backyard and put it on Facebook is now facing blasphemy charges uh, in Denmark. And it's the first time that any kind of charge like that's happened in 40 years. And of course there's been things like, you know, all kinds of blasphemy against, against Christian iconography and so on and so on. Right now we have Canadian bill M one Oh three, which is starting as a motion, but specifies Islam. Now the conservatives, actually drafted their own version of a potential bill to replace M103, right? Where they said that there should be additional um, additional protections for all religious... Yeah, minorities. if all religions aren't being protected, then you're, then you're you're preferring one religion over another, a direct violation of separation of church and state. Right, but the thing is that every opposition party, the Green Party, the Conservatives, the NDP, all supported the conservative motion, and the the liberals unanimously voted it down in mm-hmm. favor of M103. Mm-hmm. And and I I believe I believe that's because Trudeau, because he was first of all he was brought in by Islamic groups. There's lots of evidence for that. But he is manifesting UN 1618 in Canada, the way Denmark is is manifesting it through the blasphemy charge, the res- the resurrection, if you like, of the blasphemy laws which haven't been applied in 40 years, and also in Bulgaria there's a a, a girl who was in Finland at the time, and she burned a Koran because she was so upset at her, the way she was treated by a bunch of Muslim migrants. And her country, Bulgaria, uh, Bulgaria invited her back to discuss it, and then, then actually arrested her on a no-knock warrant. We're talking about a 97-pound weakling, by the way, mm-hmm. who's a model, who was tricked back to Bulgaria, and then on a no-knock warrant, the police busted into her home and arrested her and took her to prison in shackles. Because she burned a Koran in Finland. Wow. We're starting to see this happen all over the Western world, and it's not it's no accident that this is the year that UN Resolution 1618 is asking all mem- all the UN member states, that's every country in the world, uh, except I think Tibet, <laughs> right, is asking them all to, to make uh, uh, anti-blasphemy laws of Islam specifically. Uh, illegal and punishable by law. And M103, you know... And no such protections like, for any other religion except Islam. That's right. It's, because, you know, the thing is, from an Islamic point of view, uh, Mohammed was the last prophet and therefore abrogated all previous prophets. Yeah, yeah. So the only religion is Islam to Muslims. The other ones just don't even count anymore. Now, 
That's why you'll quite often hear them refer to religion without an article. Like they'll say, we are against, we're against criticism of all religions. But it's a, pu- it's a peculiar way to phrase that, right? They don't say the religions of all religion because all religion means Islam because Mohammed abrogated all the previous prophets as they teach it. Mm-hmm. And so the only one that matters is Islam. So when you say don't criticize religion, because it's because if you read the Quran and if you read the other scriptures of Islam, it is nothing but criticism of Christianity and Judaism. Mm-hmm. It's constantly talking about those who have incurred Allah's wrath, which are the Jews, and those who've been led astray, which is the Christians. And they talk about the last days is when Jesus comes back as a Muslim prophet, breaks the crosses and kills the Christians. So this is, you know, this is how Islam views other religions. So don't, like, quite often when you have these suspicions with Muslims, they'll claim that they're looking for, you know, a safe space for all religions. But it's absolutely only for Islam. Yeah, it's a a safe space so that, uh, uh, you know, they can be primary. I mean... (laughs) Yes. More than primary, though. They want exemption. You know, I have I have maybe 15 clips of imams in Canadian mosques from the last year saying we have to kill the Jews one by one till there's none left. And saying, I mean, it's just a constant litany of hatred and incitement to murder of all of all unbelievers and non-Muslims and specifically Jews and Christians. And these are Canadian imams. Oh, and apostates. Murder uh, several imams in Canada in public has said in their mosques. And I have these clips. Yeah, and, and we and we know what precipitated this. What precipitated this was the gunning down of of you know six Muslims in Quebec City by a, a crazed whack job, and uh, uh, you know uh, uh, Trudeau immediately you know jumped on this politically. Ah, now we can move this now. The other, he thought you know there's sentiment for this across Canada, and even though uh, the latest polls I saw, I think it's eighty five percent of Canadians are against this this motion, and yet they're ramrodding it through. Well, the- Yes, fourteen percent are for it. Yeah, fourteen <laughs> Eighty-five percent. do not want it. Unbelievable, yeah, James. It, thanks. For, it's really. James, thanks. Yeah, thanks for calling thanks in. For taking my call. Yeah, it's always great to have you on. Good to have you as part of the late night council family. James been uh, James has been calling the show for for years. Always had good stuff. That's your first introduction to him, Terry. Did was there anything that uh, you need to clarify that he brought up? No, but he mentioned the 14%, and that came through a survey conducted by the Forum Research Group where they found only 14% of Canadians support um, Motion M103. Yeah, pretty reliable organization as well. Yes. Yeah. So, folks, what we're, what we're, what we're encouraging you to do, okay, I mean, the Late Night Council Facebook page is a good good uh, place to start because Terry has posted all sorts of things. He's given a jihad watch, Pointe de Bascule, which is uh, out there as well, and uh, uh, Terrorism and Securities in Canada, TSEC. And uh, uh, you do not have the freedoms in this country that you think that you do, okay? And all tyranny needs... To take over is for people to be disengaged, okay? I think it was Sir Edmund Moore said that, you know, that all evil needs to succeed is for good people to do nothing. And it seems that Canadians, Canadians are seem to be really, really good at doing nothing. It's like, you know, we've been rehearsing that for decades. I don't know. And uh, uh, stay on it, Terry. Terry, as long as I'm in charge of the Late Night Council Facebook page, you're going to be able to post away and, uh, and uh, we'll be supporting you. And appreciate you coming on tonight and raising the profile of it again. 
Well, I'm glad to have an opportunity for people to at least uh, get their interest and raised and to have their awareness raised to such an important issue in a democratic society that is in danger of losing those democratic freedoms that we take for granted. You're a dear friend, Terry. Good friend of the show. Thanks for joining us tonight. You can check out uh, Terry's church as well. Good having you on, Terry. Terry's church is Britannia Baptist Church. Hey, it's more than just a church. I mean, what they've been doing in their neighborhood and the crew that he's got working with him, just a terrific guy. And uh, if you knew the work that he did, you would be, I'll tell you, you'd be listening even uh, even, uh, uh, even closer. Uh, uh, we don't want you giving up. Now, I want to talk about Chuck Berry when we get back. Where do you think Chuck Berry is? Chuck Berry died yesterday at the age of 90. Where do you think he is now? We'll talk about that when we get back on Late Night Council. 343-700-4390. That's the Ottawa line. 343-700-4390 in the Capital Region. 1-844-562-4766 is long distance. That's 1-844-562-4766. We're right back after a little bit of information. Stay with us. and taking a much-needed break with this here pre-recorded message. You can get a line right now while I'm doing that. 343-700-4390. That's 343-700-4390. That's uh, the Capital Region line. That's Ottawa, Gatineau, and close by. If you live far away, the toll-free line all across North America. 1-844-LNC is on. That's one 844 562-4766. Our call service is automated. So you won't be talking to a live person until you're on air. Now don't sweat that. Just follow the on-air prompts and uh, you'll be fine. Trust me, you've handled this kind of technology before. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening to me right now. You can connect with us live at tuneinradio.com or Google Play or just click the listen live button at latenightcouncil.com. But you know, chances are you've already done that. Just kind of a reminder. Council does not exist without advertisers. So if you want to buy time, email me at jc at latenightcouncil.com. And the rates are so cheap because, you know, we're just relaunching and getting things going again. You are going to absolutely love the rates. And, of course, your feedback is always welcome. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. 
And thanks for tuning in. We're back live in just a few seconds. So hang in there. I don't know. Maybe I should be playing Johnny Be Good again. Welcome back. It's Late Night Council. It's Ask the Pastor tonight. 343-743-90 in the Capital Region, if you want to get in on this. It's always open line, open topic on Ask the Pastor, okay? My vantage point is always going to be a biblical perspective. It's always going to be a faith perspective. And I'm allowed to do this. I can still do this. I don't get arrested because, you know, we've got a semblance of freedom in this nation. But in nations just like ours in Europe, okay, I probably could be coming up under charges in Sweden, Germany, or Denmark right now. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? Only like two or three years ago, me saying that would be unheard of. And yet that's how... That's how the political left, who is certainly in charge of those countries I've mentioned in Europe, have capitulated and laid down and given themselves over to a culture that is far more robust, that is far more committed and knows what it wants to accomplish than some watered-down ideology that is basically selling those countries down the river. And it is a religious-based ideology. And I bring it up on Ask the Pastor because the freedom of religious expression, freedom of speech, don't think it can't happen here. All it needs is a few clueless leaders who don't understand the depth of evil and depravity and are too easily fooled to have it become a reality here in this nation. 343-743-90 343-743-90 is the line in the capital region. 343-743-90. is the long-distance line. That's 1-844-562-4766. Good for all over North America. JC at Late Night Council is the email address. Keep it under six lines or it doesn't get read. JC at LateNightCouncil.com. You could tweet at us at JW Council. And a few people are doing that. Glenn Gardner has tweeted at me. You can follow Glenn at Glenn, G R D N E R. Glenn with two N's, G R D N E R. Or check him out, what he's posted on, uh, on my Twitter feed. In my opinion, it would be a smart tactic to widely distribute approved translations of the Quran with appropriate verses highlighted. Now, maybe that, maybe that would be an intelligent thing. Some organization get a hold of a Koran, reprint it up, and have highlighted, 
you know, all those verses that people who love freedom and people that, you know, certainly are not of the Islamic faith could be very, very, very concerned with. And it's interesting how, you know, those, those verses that, you know, Islamists use to justify the killing of people that don't believe the way they do get swept under the rug. Or as part of their, you know, interpretation of Islam, they are taught to deceive non-believers and infidels. To them, that's, that's not a sin. That's not a problem. Now, Christians and Jews, we would call that lying. Lying is lying no matter what the circumstance. But there are those with under, within the Islamic faith that are very, very committed, and the ones that believe that jihad needs to be taken, taken over and Sharia law needs to be established around the world are even encouraged to deceive the infidel for the purpose of advancing their form of Islam. And Christians are woefully ignorant of that kind of stuff. Look at this. It's the top of the hour, and I haven't even, I haven't even talked about Chuck Berry yet. I still want to talk about Chuck Berry. And I do throw out the question, where do you think he is right now? Now, why would I ask a question? Well, I'll give you a bit of a hint. I'll talk about it when we come back from, uh, uh, the, you know, from the break and, and into the second hour, okay? I asked that question of another very, very high-profile Canadian that died, oh, about five or six years ago. And it was, oh, maybe even more than that. It was one of the most insightful and entertaining Ask the Pastor shows I have ever done. And I'll mention who it was I mentioned a few years ago. But I do want to throw out, where do you think Chuck Berry is right now? Where do you think he is? In the meantime, I'm going to play a tune that's quite appropriate for a few minutes. Enjoy it. Listen to the lyrics. This is, this is Michael and Stormy O'Mardian. And the tune is called... Heaven will wait for me.
Welcome back. Hour number two. Open line, open topic. It's Ask the Pastor on Late Night Council. 343-700-4390 is the number to call in the Capital Region. That's 343-700-4390. Long distance, 1-844-562-4766. That's 1-844-562-4766. You can email me at jc at latenightcouncil.com. You can tweet at me. At JW Council. I don't check the Facebook page while I'm on air, folks. That's kind of like off-air activity. There's a ton of it that goes on. Where do you think Chuck Berry is right now? Chuck Berry died yesterday. The father of rock and roll. No, Indisputable. You want to call in and argue with me, you're going to lose that argument, okay? Indisputable. Father of rock and roll. Hands down. It's not Buddy Hawley. It's not Bill Haley. It's not Little Richard. It's not James Brown, Jerry Lee Lewis. It's not Elvis, okay? And anybody who's involved in rock and roll and made a living in rock and roll, they will all say the same thing. They have respect for those other artists, but all of them, and they're all tweeting right now. I've read tweets by Bruce Springsteen, Mick Jagger, Ron Wood, Alice Cooper. To name but a few. All of them. I think Ron Wood actually said, we've lost our father today. Tweeted yesterday. When Chuck Berry died. So, why am I bringing that up? I'm asking, where do you think he is? You think he made it? You think he made it to heaven? Well, I don't believe that stuff. Well, that's fine. You can believe whatever you want. Why do I bring up the question? When Maurice Rocket Richard died, about five or six years ago, whenever he died, 
of course, you know, hockey hero, especially in Quebec. If you know the cultural significance of Boris Richard and, you know, him being suspended by Clarence Campbell in 1955 and the Red Wings winning the cup over the Canadians and the riot that broke out on St. Catherine Street right about this time of the year. 60, what is 62 years ago now? When he died, I remember I was doing an Ask the Pastor show. And I asked the same question. Where do you think Maurice Richard is right now? Do you think he made it? And I was, I was quite blown away by the answers. I mean, people calling it, oh, of course he's in heaven. He's a great Canadian. He was passionate. You know, sports here and all this other stuff. And, and I'm, you know, and I'm, you know, again, it's asked the pastor. It's a biblical perspective. It's faith perspective. And, uh, you know, the Bible's my authority on all things, uh, you know, on faith matters. And, uh, I'm reminding people, not trying to be a hot shot, not trying to be disrespectful in any way, but, you know, being passionate and, and a great Canadian, if you, if you believe the Bible, that, that's not what the Bible teaches, that, you know, get your paradise, get your heaven. That's, that's not, that doesn't cut it. And I'm not saying, you know, my religion's better than your religion. It's got nothing to do with that. But I didn't write this. I believe in it. I follow it. I think it it, it it brings more hope and sanity to the world than, you know, than any other ism that's out there. But I'm not one of these pastors that kind of candy coats everything just for the sake of, you know, appeasement and political correctness. I remind people all the time, Jesus didn't die because he said nice things. Jesus was not tortured to death because he pleased everybody. In fact, the people in power, he ticked off a lot of people. I'll give you what the biblical perspective is on Chuck Berry's death. And again, I don't mean to sound mean, but this is reality. Proverbs 14, 12, there's a way that seems right to a man, but it, it leads to death. And I'm not quoting it out of context. It's specifically talking about matters of eternity and matters of life after death. There's a way that seems right unto man, but the end leads to death. How many times have you heard people say you might even heard at a funeral? Oh, it just feels so right. I just know that I know that I know. Well, you can be as subjective as you want, but we're not the ones that decide. I happen to believe in the biblical record because to me it makes more sense than any other ism out there. doesn't make me God. And, you know, some people hear this, they think I'm being judgmental. Hey, I don't make the call here. It's not up to me. In fact, if it was up to any of us, we'd be taking the place of God. And, and to me, I think, the Bible has, I think the Bible's got the most accurate depiction of God of any, you know, ism out there. Now, people have used the Bible and taken the Bible and a belief in God, and they've used it to manipulate and abuse and do horrible, horrible things. Islam has not cornered the market on barbarity when it comes to using religion to mislead people. I'm well aware of that. But even that doesn't take away from the majesty and the power and the outright, you know, beauty of the love of God. Understanding how horrible sin is. Telling his followers, you need to have a hatred for sin. And having an attitude that's displayed throughout the Old Testament that he will not compromise with sin. As a matter of fact, 
he would rather take on human form and be tortured to death and shed his own blood to meet the own requirements for the payment of this horrible thing called sin. He would rather do that than compromise with sin, and that's exactly what he did through Jesus Christ. Why would he go through the trouble? Because of how much he loves us. He hates sin because of what it does to people. He hates sin because it destroys. Destroys nations, neighborhoods, cities, families. It's destroying our political process. It's destroying our economy. It's not rampant capitalism. It's not socialism. It's not the right. It's not the left. It's sin. Let me give you more of what the Bible says, you know, to give us a maybe of insight as to, you know, where Chuck Berry is. Matthew 16, 26. Again, words of Jesus here. What good will it be for a man if he gains the whole world yet forfeits his soul? Or what can a man give in exchange for a soul? Zero. John 3 and 3. Jesus declared, I tell you the truth, no one can see the kingdom of God unless he's born again. Well, what does that mean? Well, pretty much the whole gospels explain what it means to be born again. That's where we realize that my only hope of salvation is Jesus Christ. And what he did on the cross for man's sin. You see, he doesn't force salvation on anybody. That would be rude. I mean, there are Islamists, there are Islamists that have no problem with forcing their belief on people. Forced conversions. That's an anathema to what real faith and what real belief is. Christ already suffered. Christ already was tortured to death so that nobody does never have to be in the name of faith. And he, uh, he provides that for, for all of us. It's free, but... It has to be accepted. It has to be received. And it's received by faith. It's received by, well, the Bible tells a little, little bit more about it here. I'll give you a few more. Acts 2.21. And this is one of the verses that gives me hope that maybe Chuck Berry made it. Maybe he's in heaven today because Acts 2.21 says, And it shall be that whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Now, Chuck Berry was raised at a church, okay? I mean, like, he got his... Most of those rock and roll performers, when they first started out, they started playing their guitars and their keyboards in churches. There's no question he would have been exposed to the message of Christ. And it's very, it's quite likely and it's quite possible that, you know, in his, in his dying days, you know, he, he realized, I need Christ. I need to call out to God. Acts 2.21. And it shall be that whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Romans 3.10. This is for all you people that say, all these people that say, well, I think he was a good person. Well, he was a bit of a rascal, did time in prison more than one occasion for theft. And I, I, I believe he got arrested for taking an underage girl across state lines for the purpose of, you know, well, they weren't just having a soda together, okay? But you've probably been to a funeral. Well, oh, so-and-so is such a nice person. They remind people of all their good works. Well, look at Romans 3.10. It says, there is no one righteous, not even one. doesn't matter how, look you good, how good you look on the outside or what people think. There's somebody who knows the truth, and he makes the declaration. There's nobody righteous, not one. And then it says in Romans 3.23, for all have sinned, and they fall short of the glory of God. Everybody. Everybody. Romans 10.9. Again, one of these verses that offers hope. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. 
I've quoted that verse, and people have heard this show over the years, and they were simple enough to believe that. And they've called on Jesus Christ. And he heard their prayer. And he came in and transformed them. Galatians 2.16, now that a man is not justified by observing the law. In other words, it's not about being good and being perfect, okay? A man is not justified by observing the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. So we too have put our faith in Christ Jesus that we may be justified by faith in Christ and not by observing the law, because by observing the law, no one will be justified. Look at that. It says if you're perfect, that doesn't matter. A lot of people talk about the Bible as being just, you know, judgmental and all this other stuff. Usually people talk like that, they never read it. Or they picked up some scriptures, quoted it out of context, and used it, you know, to advance their own, you know, hateful attitude. Here's another one that gives you hope. Ephesians 2 and 8. For it is by grace you have been saved, through faith. It's not from yourselves. It's a gift of God. Not by works, so no one can boast. In other words, this is not something you could work for. Because if you could, some people would be better at it than others. That's not what it's about. Are you enjoying this? I hope so. I am. First John 1, 9. Again, it sounds like the one that's in uh, Romans, where it says, if you confess with your mouth. Just to you know, point out that you know, it's in more than one place. If we confess our sins... He is faithful and just, and he will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. It doesn't come from being perfect. It comes from confessing to him. Hey, I need you. I can't, I can't conquer this. I can't do this on my own. Would you come into my life? Would you forgive me of my sin? Would you cleanse me of my unrighteousness? And he does it. John 3.36, whoever believes in the Son, not the S-U-N, because okay, there's son worshipers, S-O-N, Son, Son of God. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life, but whoever rejects the Son will not see life, for God's wrath remains on him. John 5.24. Again, this is Jesus talking here. These are the words of Christ I'm quoting. I tell you the truth, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me, that's God the Father, has eternal life and will not be condemned. He has crossed over from death to life. Wow. Wow. I don't know. See, see, I know the beauty of that. I, I, I felt the impact of it. I know what it is to have Christ in my life. I, I still don't know what it is to be perfect, but I know what it is to have the perfect one choose to reside within me. One of the early church fathers in the second century, his name is Anselm. I quote him all the time. I love this quote. He said, to those that don't believe... No explanation will suffice. But to those who do believe, no explanation is necessary. It's like somebody trying to describe to you how wonderful it is to be in love, and you don't have a clue what it is to be in love until you're in love. And that's, wow. Okay, now I get it. Three four three seven hundred forty three ninety. It's Ask the Pastor on Late Night Council. It's open line, open topic, whatever's on your mind. You want to take that question and run with it? Or whatever else is on your mind, give us a call. Three four three seven hundred forty three ninety. Where do you think Chuck Berry is right now? I hope he made it. I hope he did. The way has certainly been provided for him.
if he would have opened his heart up, he probably knew how to do it. 90 years, spent most of them, the whopping majority of his time in North America, probably the most saturated continent in history for the gospel and for the message of Christ. Certainly was available to him. Certainly wouldn't have had any excuse to, you know, to not be able to accept. 343-700-4390. That's 343-700-4390. one that's one eight four four five six two four seven six six. That's the long distance line. It's good for all over North America. One eight four four five six two four seven six six. JC at latenightcouncil.com. That's the email address. Gotta be under six lines. JC at latenightcouncil.com. And you can tweet at me at JW Council. Right back after a little bit of information. Stay with us. taking a much-needed break with this here pre-recorded message. You can get a line right now while I'm doing that. 343-700-4390. That's 343-700-4390. That's uh, the Capital Region line. That's Ottawa, Gatineau, and close by. If you live far away, the toll-free line all across North America. 1-844-LNC is on. That's one 844 562-4766. Our call service is automated. So you won't be talking to a live person until you're on air. Now don't sweat that. Just follow the on-air prompts and uh, you'll be fine. Trust me, you've handled this kind of technology before. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening to me right now. You can connect with us live at tuneinradio.com or Google Play or just click the listen live button at latenightcouncil.com. But you know, chances are you've already done that. Just kind of a reminder.
Late Night Council does not exist without advertisers. So if you want to buy time, email me at jc at latenightcouncil.com. And the rates are so cheap because, you know, we're just relaunching and getting things going again. You are going to absolutely love the rates. And, of course, your feedback is always welcome. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. And thanks for tuning in. We're back live in just a few seconds. So hang in there. Welcome back. I encourage you to uh, check out the Late Night Council Facebook page just for the purpose of checking out all the stuff that Terry Orchard has put out there, uh, you know, previous guest in the first hour. And, of course, uh, every show is podcasts, and uh, we're short-staffed here, okay? It's it's not it's about a two or three, oh, about a four four-man operation here, and we don't have a big uh, uh, multi-billion dollar corporation covering everything that we do. And uh, uh, the podcast for this show, for instance, should go up on the website tonight. And Nick at Night, who, uh, you know, you listen to his show shows and download his podcast at latenightcouncil.com uh, as well. Uh, his Wednesday night show is going to go up tonight as well. And uh, hang in there. You know, all the shows are up there. And uh, we're slowly putting this monster back together. And uh, we've got some great plans to re- renew the website and make it far more functional than it is right now. Right now, it's just basically carrying this uh, a show so you can uh, call in and listen and listen to the podcast and follow us on Twitter and do that kind of stuff. But uh, the possibilities are endless. It's just, you know, uh, the time and the energy to do it. And uh, some of you may be hearing some rumors. I- I'm kind of up to another project I got going on the side here that is... It's not just huge. Now, I don't mean to offend any sensitivities here right now. So, uh, uh, for you know, uh, forgive me for using the Christian swear word right now. It is freaking amazing what's going on. It is amazing. And it's quite possible that next Sunday night I will be able to let the cat out of the bag as to what I have been up to for the last, ooh, six weeks to two months. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo. Oh, man. <laughs> I wish I could tell you. And, you know, I, I don't like being cute like this. I don't like leading anybody on. But uh, really cool stuff happening. Really, 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 really awesome, awesome stuff going on. And uh, I'm hoping that I'll be able to tell you all about it uh, next week when we do Ask the Pastor. But it's open line, open topic, uh, uh, 343-743-90. That's 343-743-90 in the Capital Region. All across North America, one eight four four five six two four seven six six. Hey, we got a call from Denmark tonight. Yeah, and I knew he was telling the truth because I went on my little map here. You won't believe the software we've got here. I know where everybody is listening from right now, and uh, uh, we still got people listening in Germany. We have nobody listening in the states right now. 
Isn't that something? It's all Canada and Germany right now listening. And are they still listening in Denmark? No, they're not listening in Denmark anymore. But they're listening in Germany and they're listening in uh, in Canada. And uh, uh, that 1-800 number, of course, is is only good for uh, North America. Okay. And uh, Rasmus, when he called in from Denmark, he had to connect from, he was actually using a line from California. I don't know how he swung that, but that's pretty cool. I mean, there's all sorts of crazy long distance, uh, you know, stuff that you can do now. 1-844-562-4766 is the long distance line. That's 1-844-LNC-IS-ON. If you want to, you know, kind of go with the letters. Do you ever do that? I hardly ever do that. I I remember the numbers. So 1-844-562-4766. 1-844-LNC-IS-ON. That's uh, good for all North America. Open line, open topic, all the way to 11. And, you know, if the lines are jammed, I keep telling you that I will go past 11. I'm allowed to do that. I'm not confined by, you know, commercial time or anything like that. And although that could change, you know, we're not running any ads right now because we're still, uh, you know, waiting for people to be a part of this. And, if they, and, I mean, I won't be able to do it that much longer if we don't start getting ads, okay? But, you know, we'll see, you know. I mean, I've been doing it for a month now. Uh, we had a number of people advertising when I was doing four nights a week live in one tape show back in May, June, uh, from May to August. You know, we had a lot of people that were on board, uh, decided to only do it on Sunday because of this unbelievable, unbelievable, fantastic other thing I'm doing on the side. And uh, uh, it is so exciting. I can't see the show. I can't see Ask the Pastor or Late Night Council being expanded to more than one night a week for, for a long time, for a while, Okay. Sorry, I'm having too much fun doing other stuff. and uh, um, But still love doing this as well, and I uh, would love to hear from you. JC at LateNightCouncil.com is the email address. It has to be under six lines. JC at LateNightCouncil.com. And you can tweet at me. Now, for the last three weeks, I've been trying to get somebody to call in who has seen the movie The Shack. Okay? If, you've, if you're a faithful listener, you know I've been throwing that out there every show. Still haven't had anyone call in that has seen the, the, the movie uh, the Shack. It's been out, I think, now for two weeks. It's it's doing pretty well. It's certainly not. Yeah, I think it debuted at number three. It has slipped to number four as far as box office is concerned. So it's it's not doing bad. It's doing pretty good. Certainly not a disaster, at least for a money maker. But now you know the religious and political commentators are talking about the Shack, and uh, one headline uh, I read today said it is a theological disaster. Let me give you some of the educated opinion that's out there. Now, this isn't just mainstream media here. You'll hear, uh, you'll hear who's, who's making these quotes. I will you know, uh, attach the, the source to them here. Give you a few things of what people are saying about the shack right now. I want to see it. I do. I read the book, and, and I'm, not, I'm not an enemy of the shack. I understand why some uh, uh, Christians, particularly, get really, really upset, okay, with uh, uh, you know some of the theological implications, but I've said all along, look at this is an allegory, this is a fantasy thing. It's a one opinion, and I you know C.S. Lewis, one of the greatest theological minds of the 20th century, wrote all sorts of allegories and and did things that were you know wrote about things that weren't scriptural at all. Chronicles of Narnia, the Great Divorce, the Screw Tape Letters. Come on, where do you see that in scripture? Nowhere. But you know. It, other people have other opinions. And I want to get into some of the things that are being said, but uh, I, I do want to play a tune for you, okay? I want to take a bit of a breather here, and we'll come back. You can get a line while, you know, while we're doing the 
uh, while we're uh, playing the tune for you here, uh, we've got a terrific automated system here. I don't even need a call screener. Okay, I've got an automated call screener system here that works just perfectly, gives you online instructions of what to do, and you'll hear a beep before you come on here, and you can get online and we can yak about whatever you want to yak about. 343-700-4390. That's 343-700-4390 in the capital region. one 844 Five six two four seven six six. In the meantime, let's have a little fun here. In the meantime, uh, here's here's Larry Norman telling you to 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 basically to to watch what you're doing. What you doing? Didn't you know? Yeah, you gotta watch where you're going. Didn't you know? Little Joe Billy went fishing for trout. Played hooky from school till the cops found out. Didn't have a father, wasn't an only child. His mama never beat him, so he grew up wild. You gotta watch what you're doing. Yeah. She listened to his lies, fooled by his charms. Now she's sitting with a baby in her arms. You gotta watch what you're doing. Didn't you know? You gotta watch what you're doing. You ought to know that. You gotta watch out. Watch out! Things get bad, then you sit around thinking about the good times you had. But it ain't no good to lead a life of sin. If you don't shape up, you know you never get in. You better watch what you're doing. And don't you know? You ought to know where you're going. Do you know? Better 
gotta watch what you're doing. Larry Norman's a very interesting character. Very interesting. Wrote some amazing tunes. Great musician, great singer. But he was not a nice person. If you if you want to see if you want a good example of somebody saved by grace, and I, I'm trusting, you know, he knew enough of Christ to, you know, to to trust in Him for his salvation. I mean, if if being perfect could get you into heaven, I would have given up long ago. You know, I mean, that's why I'm a Christian. I know how messed up I am. I know how how. I know how sinful I am. I know how much I need Christ. That's why, that's why I pursue him. He's my only hope. Larry Norman's about one of the best examples you could find of somebody who was just... Uh, the guy was a jerk. He was a real jerk. And I know there might be some Larry Norman fans that are listening. And if you know anything about his personal life and his business dealings and some of the shenanigans he pulled, oh, my goodness. Thank God for God and his mercy. A good example of you could write some great music with some fantastic, you know, messages to it and, and like really good stuff and still be a jerk. Anyway, you want to talk about that? We can talk about that. If you want me to elaborate a little bit, I, I you know, feel free. If, if you want to have some fun, like, you know, I don't know if I want to talk about this, but again, it's open line, open topic. But go to YouTube and type in Larry Norman controversy. Oh, my. <laughs> wow. Still put out some great tunes, though. I mean, the guy is a rock star, okay? Have you ever seen a rock star whose life was together? Very, 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 very few. The difference with Larry Norman is he said he wrote a lot of tunes that really glorified God and really, you know, uh, uh, took some of the, you know, the, the more pointed uh, 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 scriptures and, and got in your face about them. Hey, what about this kind of stuff? Anyway, I'll give you a project, you know. 343-700-4390 is the Capital Region number. That's 343-700-4390. That's 1-844-562-4766. Talking about the shack before we uh, I heard from uh, our brother, uh, Mr. Larry, who I trust has gone on to be with the Lord. Um, I've been bugging you, you know, for the last three weeks. I want to talk to somebody that's seen the movie, The Shack. Come on now. Help me out here, because I haven't seen it yet. I haven't had time to see it. And I may not see it until it gets, you know, on Netflix, because I'm cheap that way. Anyway, I want to give you some some uppity-up theologians that have been talking about this, okay? I mean, theologians don't rule the world, thank God. Southern Baptist Theological Seminary President Albert Moeller, Jr. Wow, there's some credentials there, eh? warned in his own review that the film could be painting a wrong picture about what Christians believe. The Bible warns us against false doc, a false depiction of God and calls it idolatry. Making that into a compelling story just compounds the theological danger, and when all of this is added to the creative storytelling power of Hollywood, it also becomes very seductive. The Southern Baptist Theological Seminary President Albert Moeller says about the movie version of The Shack. Jerry Newcomb. Now, that's not Newcomb spelled N-U-K-E-M. No, it's spelled N-E-W-C-O-M-B-E, okay? So he's not going to nuke anybody. It's just his last name is Newcomb. Jerry Newcomb, the senior producer and on-air host and a columnist for D. James Kennedy Ministries, 
which is a big outfit down in Florida, Coral Ridge Presbyterian Church, also argued that the story takes too many liberties with the person of God. God commands us to not make any graven images, Newcomb said. Have we not lost the fear of God in our day? Some evangelicals act as if Jesus is my buddy. I can put him in my back pocket and pull him out to feel good whenever I want to. Oh, I don't know what's that if it's that bad. Jerry, come on now. But again, I want to talk to somebody who's seen the flag. I've read the book. And I don't know about you, but rarely, rarely, rarely. You know, has there ever been a movie that was better than the book? The best novel I ever read, okay? The best novel I have ever read, and I'm not a Stephen King fan, okay? So don't be pegging that on me. But he happened to write the, the best novel I've ever read. I mean, that thing kept me up till 3 in the morning for about a month. 11-22-63. 900 pages. I mean, just an incredible novel. I don't want to go into the plot or whatever. So simply, it's about this guy that finds a time portal. And he figures out he can go back in time and prevent... John F. Kennedy's assassination. And it's, a, it's just a terrific story. When I heard they were making a movie about it, I thought, you've got to be kidding me. Wow, that's going to be quite an undertaking. It turned into a six-part miniseries that was, uh, I think, Crave TV or somebody, or Hulu. I think Hulu in the States is the cable company or cable network that was carrying it. And somehow I, got a, I was able to watch the six-part series with my wife. Or is it three-part? I can't remember. Anyway, and it was good. It was okay, but no way was good as the book. No way. I, I don't remember ever reading a novel that I enjoyed where, you know, the, the movie lived up to the hype, lived up to the, you know, the, the, as good as the, the book did. And I, and I read The Shack, and, but I would like to talk to somebody who has, not, who has seen the movie. I know that when, when movies are made of novels and stories, it, it you know, it, it, it spreads the story to a much, 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 much wider audience. So a lot of people that have never read The Shack will go to the movie. Although, my goodness, I think that the sales of The Shack now is up in the 20 million range now. 20 million copies. Now, I've just read some, you know, some people that have dissed it. Here, you know, not everybody's dissing, dissing it. The National Catholic Register's Stephen D. Gridanis urged Christians not to be placing limits on how God might choose to present himself. The shack doesn't say God actually is like this. It says that this is how God chose to manifest himself to one particular person. One Mackenzie Mac Phillips played in the film by Sam Worthington. Sam Worthington is also in Hacksaw Ridge, and he was the star of the movie Avatar, the highest grossing movie of all time, by the way. So Sam Worthington's the star of the shack. Well, who could say God wouldn't choose to appear this way to someone? No imaginative interpretation of God is more than a half-truth, if that, Gray Danis wrote. So not every theologian is dissing it and carving it to ribbons, okay? Have you seen it? I want to talk to you. If you're listening to me right now and you've, and you've seen it, I'm not going to grill you. I'm not going to ask you a hard question. I just want to hear your impression of it. That's all. 343-743-90. I don't know how many shows I'm going to keep flogging this until, you know, I get to see it myself. <laughs> Maybe I don't want to take the time to see it, so I want to hear your impression of it. Now, some uh, Sam Worthington comments on it, the star of The Shack. The film's stars have defended the story. However, it was Sam Worthington telling Christian Post in a separate interview that The Shack helped him understand his own relationship with God. 
doesn't say whether he committed his life to Christ or anything, but I came to religion very late in my 20s, and it was never something that was thrust on me as a young kid. It's something that I discovered, and my choice, Worthington said. I'm still on this journey of discovery myself, and I think part of my journey was getting involved with the shack. Hmm. Again, I don't mean to defend it, but I wonder whether Sam Worthington would even have an inkling of opening his heart up to God if it wasn't for the shack. Country music singer Tim Tim McGraw, of all people. Some people don't know who Tim McGraw is. Faith Hill's husband, okay? (laughs) Big-time country singer. Country music singer Tim McGraw, who stars in the movie as well, weighed in on the controversy, telling no news, that's K-N-O-W news, no news about the controversy. The shack can be used as a tool to help others on their journey, their life journey, pointing out that the themes of love, compassion, and forgiveness are championed in the film. And I've said all along, I don't know of another work of literature that eloquently illustrates and describes forgiveness and compassion like the shack. The only one that comes close is Dietrich Bonhoeffer's uh, uh, um, um, Cost of Discipleship. And man, the guy got, I mean, Dietrich Bonhoeffer got killed for his faith in Christ. And, I, you know, I've read enough of the cost of discipleship to know that it's, it, it's, it's that powerful. When God starts explaining to the character, you know, uh, uh, Mackenzie, what his love is all about and what forgiveness is all about. 343-700-4390. That's 343-700-4390. I'm running out of time. You want to get a call in, you better get going pretty quick because I got, you know what I want to talk about when I come back? Now, you're going to think think it's it's maybe be me being intellectually lazy or whatever or just resting on my laurels. But, you know, I, I came across some material that I want to share with you. I want to talk about St. Patrick's Day when we come back. Now, we just come through St. Patrick's Day. What are you talking about that for? It was two days ago. No, no, listen. I got some of the stuff I, I came across. Like, how in the world... How in the world did commemorating a godly man, St. Patrick, turn into an excuse to get bleary-eyed, hammered, drunk? Because that's what St. Patrick's Day has turned into. So we'll have that discussion when we get back. Stay with us. and taking a much-needed break with this here pre-recorded message. You can get a line right now while I'm doing that. 343-700-4390. That's 343-700-4390. That's uh, the Capital Region line. That's Ottawa, Gatineau, and close by. If you live far away, the toll-free line all across North America, 1-844-LNC is on. That's 1-844-LNC. 562-4766 1-844-562-4766 Our call service is automated 
so you won't be talking to a live person until you're on air. Now, don't sweat that. Just follow the on-air prompts, and uh, you'll be fine. Trust me, you've handled this kind of technology before. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening to me right now. You can connect with us live at tuneinradio.com or Google Play, or just click the Listen Live button at latenightcouncil.com. But, you know, chances are you've already done that. Just kind of a reminder. Council does not exist without advertisers. So if you want to buy time, email me at jc at latenightcouncil.com. And the rates are so cheap because, you know, we're just relaunching and getting things going again. You are going to absolutely love the rates. And, of course, your feedback is always welcome. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. And thanks for tuning in. We're back live in just a few seconds. So hang in there. I'm not apologizing for the rousing music. It's part of our modus operandi here. I mean, it is 10 to 11 Eastern time here. I'm battling for listeners here. There's no way I'm going to let you, you know, fall asleep on me, lull you to sleep. Come on now. 343-743-90. If you want to squeeze in a call before, I am going to let you go and go your merry way. And, you know, you can download the podcast later and kind of relive the moment. Just before we went to the break, I got a real cool tune to take you out with, okay? Really cool tune. It's, it's really uplifting, you know? Set you straight for the week, okay? I asked the question before we took the break. 343-743-90 in the Capital Region, you want to call in. And one 562 if you want to call me. Tis the season for parades, green beer, leprechauns, and shamrocks. How in the world, how in the world did commemorating a godly man who knew the power of, the tra- uh, of Christ to transform pagan lives, 
St. Patrick. How in the world did that ever turn into, you know, an excuse for a drunk? I was in Manhattan, I think it was either 1986 or 1987. I was in Manhattan for St. Patrick's Day. I've told this story before, but it bears repeating. I used to lead uh, missionary teams to uh, the, the, the Bushwick-Stuyvesant area of Brooklyn, where Metro Assembly of God, which is now called Metro City Ministries, ministered to twenty to 30,000, like, destitutely, just horribly poor kids with, you know, drug addicts. Or I mean, uh, uh, the definition of confusion is Father's Day in the Bushwick-Stuyvesant area of Brooklyn. At least back then it was. I mean, they've transformed that neighborhood now because of the influence of Metro Assembly of God. And we would take a day to go in Manhattan. We were down there for March break, me and 25 young adults and teenagers, you know, doing manual labor and doing our best to help out that ministry. But we'd go into Manhattan. We were down there for St. Patrick's Day. I have never seen more drunks per square inch in my life. I, I, it, was, it blew me away. I mean, the parade going down Park Avenue is just amazing to see. But, I mean, people, it's like 1030 in the morning and people are blitzed out of their minds. So I share this with you, an article that was written by Ted, Dol- Ted Olson a few years ago. Patrick isn't really a saint, with a capital S, having never been officially canonized by Rome. Did you know that? And Patrick could have, couldn't have driven the snakes out of Ireland because there were never any snakes there to begin with. He wasn't even the first evangelist to Ireland. Palladius had been sent in 431, about five years before Patrick ever arrived. Patrick isn't even Irish. He's from what's now Dumbarton, Scotland, just northwest of Glasgow. Patrick was 16 years old, around 1405, when he was captured in a raid and became a slave in what was still radically pagan Ireland. Far from home, he clung to the religion he had ignored as a teenager. Even though his grandfather had been a priest and his father a town counselor, Patrick knew not the true God. But forced to tend his master's sheep in Ireland, he spent his six years of bondage mainly in prayer. He escaped at the suggestion of a dream and returned home. Patrick was in his mid-40s when he returned to Ireland. Palladius had not been very successful in his mission, and the returning former slave replaced him. Intimately familiar with the Irish clan system, his former master, Milchew, had been a chieftain. Patrick's strategy was to convert chiefs first, who would then convert their clans through their influence. Reportedly, Milchu was one of his earliest converts. Though he was not solely responsible for converting the island, Patrick was quite successful. He made missionary journeys all over Ireland, and it soon became known as one of, it soon became known as one of Europe, Europe's Christian centers. This, of course, was very important to the 5th century Christians, for whom Ireland was one of the ends of the earth. So that's the true scoop on Patrick. Now, he would be classified as a saint by the Bible because the Bible declares anybody who has faith in Jesus Christ as a saint. In Corinthians, Ephesians, most of the epistles, Paul, when he's writing the church, he declares the, you know, the people that are receiving his letters as saints of God. Now, the Roman Catholic friends, or Roman Catholic friends, has a very, very elaborate you know, ritual and system that you know you've got to qualify, but that's not biblical. That's not in the Bible. The Bible is much, much more open and merciful when it comes to, you know, who and what saints are. Like I said, i got a great tune for you tonight. Another inspirational, wonderful tune. You can listen to it again on podcast. And check us out 
on uh, on Twitter, JW Council, and uh, and uh, the Late Night Council Facebook page, just for Terry stuff, and sometimes I you know contribute, and all kinds of people contribute stuff. Have yourself a decent evening. It was wonderful coming in your homes. We'll be doing it again nine o'clock, and you'll be come to the website again or tune in radio for uh, Nick's show on Wednesday night. That's live. You can call in, talk to him about political stuff and everything else. Have a wonderful week. Nothing hid from the heat.